parents, I would implore you, get your kids to the activities. Put them, whatever it takes, um, make it happen. Don't don't take light those things that your church puts together because they are for a purpose. It's not just a time filler. It's not. Um, God has used those things in a special way. He's used them in my life. Obviously, you've heard he used them in David's life. And I can tell you, young person after young person, that God has used those times uh, for good. You look at history, a lot of revivals stem from young people starting a prayer meeting and getting on fire and uh, and God just taking that and running with it and doing some amazing and mighty things. Young people can light a church on fire. They really can. And uh, it's it's exciting. It's fun. And uh, we really enjoy being able to work with them. Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Assistant Pastor Austin Marriott. Uh, Brother Marriott is a youth pastor at First Baptist Church of Dwight, Illinois, and is a, a, a Providence graduate. Thank you, Austin, for coming here. And we're going to be talking a little bit about some youth work, particularly youth activities. Obviously, there's more to the youth work than just putting on activities, but in when I was a teenager, that's that was the highlight, right? I mean, that is what every teenager thinks about when they think of youth work. Any young man like, man, I want to go into youth work. All, he wa- all he's thinking about is, I want to put on a whole bunch of fun activities for the teenagers to enjoy. And although that is probably just the tip of the iceberg of any ministry job, is, you know, but it is very memorable for the, the teenagers. And uh, it's something that though those that are going into the youth group really look forward to, uh, just being a part of this group of fun friends that get to go out and have fun activities right. uh, from time to time, led by a you know respected you know part of the church, uh, their youth pastor. And so I want you to talk a little bit about um, maybe even your perspective uh, when you were in, uh, in youth group, and then transitioning to that youth pastor role, what did you learn? And then talk about, you know, where you are today, putting on youth activities and their purpose. Yeah. Um, so like Brother Hallberg said, uh, my name is Austin Marriott. And um, I grew up here at Northwest. Um, my uh, childhood uh, was Northwest Bible at this church. And growing up, uh, looking up to the youth group, uh, you think of those different things that you just mentioned and having that desire to be a part of the youth group. And then as we our age, we actually went to school together at the same grade, and um, as we transitioned into the youth group um, is when Brother Jay Reed came on uh, as youth pastor, and uh, shortly thereafter of us getting into the into the youth group, and so it was just a totally transformative time uh, of our lives, but also of, of the youth group's life, if you will, and um, so just having some different activities that he brought uh, to the table just was amazing. I mean, we had so much fun, uh, all the different things, the bigger and better hunts and uh, just just the different activity scavenger hunts and video things and, and whatnot that we would do. And uh, and him bringing youth conference uh, to uh, the church and starting that with, uh, with him and working on the PSAs and all the different things that he would involve us with. And I think that was uh, really the impactful part of my teenage years is how much he would, Brother Reed would include us in what he was doing, mm-hmm. uh, in projects that he had, and uh, to the point of even just meeting, coming in during lunch and playing basketball with us, or uh, taking us out for lunch, or going to play golf, or just different times that he would spend with us. And uh, that, that created a bond 
with him uh, that we would look up to, respect, uh, listen to as he would preach and teach and different things. But also, it gave us that excitement to see, uh, as we would go into the activities, uh, just what is he going to think of next? You know, wh- what's the next thing that's going to come come to light? And um, he always just really played things up, and, and just we had a lot of fun. So having that as my background, having that as my childhood, un- coming from a really a, a great youth group uh, that God really worked through and just had some really neat things that had taken place during our time as teenagers. And um, so God, going into, into college, I really didn't know what God wanted for me to do. I just I knew that I wanted to serve. I had started working on staff here in the spring of 2002, and I knew that I wanted to serve in a church, but I just didn't know what God had. I wasn't really called to preach at the time, and I didn't have a direction. And so I started out with college. That's what my parents had uh, counseled me to do, what preacher and uh, my youth pastor had counseled me. And so I went to went to Providence and uh, began uh, t- getting uh, instruction there. And as God led through different things throughout college, called me to preach and led me that uh, to that he wanted me to be an assistant pastor working with youth. So I was really excited about that and graduated from college, worked here for several more years, and then we transitioned to Iowa uh, to become a youth pastor. And so that that transition, going to a church and uh, being able to start working with youth was just really a, an exciting time for us. We were We were pumped. And uh, it was really an amazing experience for us while we were there in Iowa. We, uh, was, we were at Twin Pines Baptist Church, Pastor Ken Kosky, and he was a youth pastor for a long time before he became pastor. And so I'd be, I was able to glean from him so much in how to deal with kids and how to work with kids and things that, you know, you just you can't learn in a classroom. And uh, so one of those things was just the activities and working those through. And so I was able to take the things that I'd learned as a, as a child, as a teenager from Brother Reed, and to take the things that he would teach me as being a youth pastor, and I'd done it for many, many years, and implement those things, and, and, and just, it was really neat to see the connection that we could make at activities. You know, many times, especially when you're dealing with, um, like, a bus teen or, or a teenager that maybe isn't part of the Christian school, maybe they're homeschooled or, or whatnot, a lot of times, the only time you see them is Sunday school, or the only times you see them is Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You don't you don't interact with them like you do a kid that's in the Christian school, or you may, if you're working with the Christian school, you see them every single day. And so that activity is a time that you can get with them in a non-church service setting, if, if that makes sense. And um, you're able to take that time and, yes, spend time with them as a whole, but really what I would try to do is during activities is take the time and spend, with, spend some one-on-one time. Uh, maybe it might be as simple as we're playing softball and you're just standing in line waiting to bat and just talking to them for a few moments and asking them how things are going and what's what's going on in their life and try to try to make a connection with them because that's really our goal as, as a as a youth worker as a youth pastor our our goal obviously we're, we're an extension of the parents um, we're not some you know lord that everyone's supposed to look up to and worship we're, we're just an extension to help mom and dad hopefully see some young people that want to serve God with their life and find God's will for their life. And we're also an extension of the pastor. Uh, We're not there to overtake and usurp his authority. We're just there to be a blessing. And also our goal, especially just youth work in general, but in, in these activities is also trying to always point back to finding God's will for these young people's lives. That's, that's our ultimate goal. We want them to find God's will and do it. And that's what I've always told any young person that I've dealt with. You know, look, I don't, I have no idea what God wants for you. I have no idea if God wants you to be a pastor, missionary, evangelist, a plumber, architect. I don't know. 
But God has a will. He has a plan for you. And I want you to find it and do it, whatever it might be. Just know it's God's will and do it. And, uh, and that really is kind of the whole purpose of youth, of youth work. And, the, and even the youth activities, as, as much fun as they are, and really the, the purpose of the fun behind an activity is to show these kids that, you know, church isn't just sitting up in a service and not talking and listening and taking notes and saying amen. No, the Christian life is fun. Oh, yeah. The Christian life is exciting. The Christian life is, is an adventure. And, uh, and, and pushing them to their limits, pushing them to do more than they've ever thought they could. And uh, that's, that's what these activities are for, and trying to get them involved with everything that we could do. And uh, in Iowa, we had, uh, we had one activity a month, and we also had one, uh, we called it an afterglow. And uh, basically, it was a Sunday night activity, uh, not, not super long, not super you know, over the top, just kind of a time for the teenagers to fellowship. We'd have a snack, play some games, and just spend some time together one Sunday night a month. And uh, that has really worked. I really have liked and enjoyed doing that because uh, our lives, our schedules get crazy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, regrettably, sometimes we've had to cancel youth activities that we've done that are, that are scheduled. But we try to not ever cancel an afterglow because it's such a key element just to have those those times where you can spend and talk to them and get, get to know them even more and have that one-on-one time. And so it's, it's really important to do that. But uh, just taking the time and using, utilizing the time that God's given you with those kids to help them see the wonderfulness. I know that's not a word, sorry, grammar teachers. But uh, just the amazing thing that God's will, living, living God's will out in your life is a wonderful thing. And uh, getting them excited about that and having them have that, that burden and that desire. Yeah, there's a couple things that you said I thought were really awesome. Uh, one was the just the personal time you spend with the teenagers, and you're right. Uh, some of the you know highlights of my teen years was you know when my youth pastor asked me, "Hey, we're doing a youth conference. I need to go to Menards, buy some stuff. Why don't you come with me and help me?" Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, cool!" And then he took me to Quiznos afterward. <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, free food too." But it was like that was a highlight, yeah. and that meant that and to me that meant that wow. He cares and he thinks I'm, you know, worth something. I may not be worth shooting. You know, I couldn't, you know, help him that much at Menards, you know, or do anything. But at least he took me along for the ride a little bit. And that that meant a lot uh, to me. And then the other thing that you talked about was, you know, taking advantage of the busy, you know, of an after Sunday evening service for an activity. Because many times we try to do a Saturday activity or a weeknight activity and people's schedules are just so busy. And there's so many moving parts to a ministry that it's hard to actually have everybody in one place at one time to get that stuff done. But a Sunday night service, everybody's already there. And if it's really brief and you can just do something real quick and fun. Hey, it's it's a great thing to take advantage of, it, and it's been it's worked really well also to get those bus teens and your fringe teenagers, if you will, back to Sunday night. It's true because when they yeah. hear about how exciting it is, they, the other teenagers talk about how much fun it is. They want to come, and so they actually initiate the hey. Mr. Bus Captain, Miss Bus Worker, could you pick me up and bring me back Sunday night? I want to come to church because mm-hmm. I want to go to the afterglow. And uh, so we've we've done that and uh, had a lot of a lot of good success with that. And you know what? It makes for a long s- Sunday night because a lot of times you have to take those kids home. Uh, you can't expect the bus workers and bus captains to just take them home an hour after church. But that's good. And that also is another aspect of it that is really excellent because now you get to spend sometimes 20, 30, 40 minutes with that person in the car 
just you, miss, you know, your wife and the, and the individual running them home, and you really can start talking to them and uh, having that time that you get to spend with them. And so there's just so many aspects of it. Um, one, one of the major events that I really like with youth and just I've seen so much impact and influence are your camps and conferences and things throughout the summer and, and, and other events as well that happen. But those, those big events. Mm-hmm. And we always try to plan those. And uh, I love it with uh, Pastor Orderward. It's not, we don't have a, uh, well, we're not just going to go. We, we put it out there, and if kids can come, they come. And uh, so we don't, you know, rotate, you know, some churches, and that's fine if that's what, they're, what they want to do, that some churches, they rotate, you know, we're going to go to conference this year and camp next year. And, um, yeah. and you know, we just, this is what we're doing. We're going to go, and if you want to come, come, and uh, try to help them raise the money and whatnot. But uh, summer camp and, and a youth conference and football camp uh, is just such an important time in a young person's life. Obviously, the summer, we understand the philosophy where they're out of their normal schedule. They're outside of their, their rut, if you will, of what they normally do. And so we need to fill that time, that void that they have. We get that. But uh, I just can't tell you how many times uh, a, a youth conference or a summer camp has just made a just a massive impact. I remember one time in Iowa, uh, we went to a summer camp, and just our young men in, in the youth group just got on fire. They just got lit at the ch- at the camp. Uh, Pastor Dawson was preaching before he had passed away. This was quite a few years ago, and he just it just it was amazing. And so the next year, they put on. We used to do we had vacation Bible school for the kids, and then we we'd do a teen week. We basically was vacation Bible school for teens. But that year was the off year. We weren't supposed to do it. And the, the teenage boys went to Pastor Krakowski and said, hey, can we, can we do a teen week? We want to do it. And we'll pay for it. We'll, we'll do everything. And they did. They raised all the money. And uh, they put it together. They had the speakers come in. They flew them in. They did everything. And God used that week just in, in an amazing way. Pastor Dawson came. Uh, several others uh, came and preached. And um, it, was, it was just amazing to see how God used that week. We had... If I remember correctly, it was 30 or 40 uh, people that got saved through that week, and about half of those were church members. Wow. Uh, pastor Dawson preached his message where he got saved as a youth pastor, and uh, just his testimony is just absolutely unbelievable. And God just used that, and it, just, it was just an amazing week. And uh, I'll never forget it. It was because those boys were at camp, and God used them. I mean, at camp, after the, I think it was the first or second night, uh, God just really touched their hearts. And they, they came to me and said, we want to get up at 5 in the morning and go down to the chapel and pray. And every morning at camp, we, were, we, we would go down and have a prayer meeting together. And we would stay up till midnight singing songs. And uh, we literally would go out of the cabin because we were with, with other churches and they didn't want to hear us or whatnot. They wanted to go to sleep and we were trying to be conscious of that. So we literally went to the guy's bathroom and we're, st- we're all sitting in there just singing. Uh, wow. And just it, it just was an, a special time that God just really used, and it all stemmed from an activity. It did. It stemmed from a summer camp, and uh, so it's just I, I cannot stress enough uh, the importance of that. And, and really, parents, I would implore you: get your kids to the activities. Put them, whatever it takes, um, make it happen. Don't don't take light those things that your church puts together because they are for a purpose. It's not just a time filler. It's not. Um, God has used those things in a special mighty way. He's used them in my life. Obviously, you've heard he used them in David's life. Um, and I can tell you, young person after young person, that God has used those times uh, for good. And he has a purpose and a plan and a reason. Yeah, it's amazing what can happen in a church when the youth are on fire. And, it, man, I mean, you have church members getting saved because of a youth activity. Yeah, that's you, unbelievable. You look at 
you look at history, a lot of revivals stem from young people starting a prayer meeting and getting on fire and, uh, and God just taking that and running with it and doing some amazing and mighty things. Young people can light a church on fire. They really can. And uh, it's, it's exciting. It's fun. And uh, we really enjoy being able to work with them. How have you been able to help your young people? As you plan activities, you know, you want to try to be conscious of cost and you know, do anything. It's going to cost something. But um, obviously, there's some bigger activities that are going to have bigger costs. You mentioned camps and conferences and maybe even someone, some activities that you put on locally at your church. Um, are there some fundraiser ideas or things that you've been able to help your teenagers with to raise funds so that they can participate in a lot of these things? So we've done a couple of different things. Um, most of the time, <clears throat> historically, most of the teenagers that we've worked with, a lot of them, they have either they work jobs or their parents have helped them in different ways like that. Um, but one of the things that we use, one, one of the things we really utilize for raising money, especially for bus teens and think kids that there's just no way they could afford to come to a, a camp or conference, uh, we have our teen auction. We do it every year, and uh, it's always worked really well. The church always gets really behind it, and it's a lot of fun. We auction off all sorts of craziness. Um, we auction off baked goods. We auction off um, services. We, we we get local businesses to donate things. We have, uh, I think it's Serve Pro is the company. They they donate uh, a clean like a duck cleaning. They they okay. donated different things like that, and so people bid on that. Uh, the uh, brother Mike Rippy in our church, he's a, he owns a limo service. He's, we've auctioned off a limo ride. You know all these different things. Sure. Uh, but we also auction off the teenagers, and uh, it's probably not the most politically correct thing in the world. And um, but these are willingly teenagers. YouTube, don't don't get upset. And uh, but they we auction them off for time, and they don't get the money. It goes into the youth group account to help help someone else, but they know that they are going to work for four, six, seven hours in order to help so that another teenager can come to camp or be able to do that. And so it's it's really worked out nice that way. Um, and we we use we also utilize that money to try to offset some of the activities. We utilize those funds that come in to pay for like gas. Uh, so we don't charge the kids gas on every activity that we go on because it just comes out of that account. And so that it's worked really well that way, um, and we've really we've really enjoyed that. Um, but just challenging the kids to get some work ethic and get out and shovel some snow. You know, we have a generation today that just expects everything from their mom and dad, and um, you know, it's just it's not the way that it should be. And uh, they, they kids have money for what they want to have money for. I've I've learned that. I've been in youth work for goodness almost 15 years now and i've they when they want it they have they find a way to get the money and they can buy that xbox they can buy those jordans they can buy what they want to buy and so you just got to put present to them that this activity is worth it and help them understand the reason why you know and that they that they that they need to be there and if you're excited about it they'll be excited about it if you think it's not a big deal they're going to think it's not a big deal and they won't come and uh, so you got to really, it's all in how, how you portray it and uh, just pushing them to, hey, this is worth it. Save up the money and come to these, these events. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, Brother Austin. Uh, tell us a little bit about activities, the philosophy of it. I know we didn't get down to nitty gritty activity ideas, but maybe we can do that in the future. Uh, so appreciate you coming in. Yeah. So thank you so much. Check out our other YouTube videos on our channel and make sure that you like this video and subscribe. And you can also subscribe on our audio only platforms as well. And we thank you so much for joining us.